Don't, don't get out of my head. Nobody does. Get out of my head. <laughs> anyway, welcome everybody to uh, episode three of the Could Be Anything podcast. I have a very special guest here with me today, uh, a very close friend of mine who has been on the podcast before, but not in this manner. And we're going to be diving into a very um, personal topic, especially for, for Brad. And... Um, there may be tears. There may be laughter. We'll see. We'll definitely be eating Taco Bell after this, though, for sure. Hands down. That sounds nice. <laughs> Welcome, Brad. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Well, that's yeah. good. It's a good, good day at work and relaxing yeah. and get to talk to you. So, little side note here. Brad has made a huge step in his life. He has moved from his hometown. They live out here next to me in this little bitty hometown, or my hometown, and, uh, you know, he's out here working hard and really he's doing a good, he's doing good for himself and I'm really proud of him. And so, you know, the reason I'm proud of him is because we've talked in detail about his past and about some of the things that have really affected his life more than he, I think he may even realize looking, you know, for me looking on the outside in, I could see, you know, how his upbringing changed him, if that makes sense. And let me explain myself because I sound like I'm being haughty or that I know more. I grew up in a very stable and very loving home with a mother and a father. And that's not downgrading anybody that um, that didn't get to have that, you know. I, and I've talked to Brad about this a hundred times. But I know only my side of the story and my side of being raised, Right. I've never, my parents have never thought about divorce, never split up, never, you know, they obviously fought. I mean, what parents don't fight, but I'm blessed. And I think people need to hear, really, honestly, I think people need to hear the other side of the spectrum because what is the statistic now? 50% of marriages end in divorce? Yeah, it's pretty much half. But how does that really affect that person? How does it really affect you or whoever it may be. And right now we're going to talk with Brad about this. And I really, I'm not going to get too deep into his life because that's nobody's business, but I want to understand what it was like. And so that maybe the listener or even myself, actually mainly for myself can figure out why and maybe figure out the little, the little nuances about who you are and how they were built by those Situations. Does that make sense, Brad? Oh, it does. Okay. So we're going to start this thing off. And uh, Brad, I would like you to introduce yourself. I know you've done it before, (laughs) but uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to the crowd. Yeah, I introduced the old me. There's a lot of that's happened (laughs) (laughs) since then. Um, Hello, everybody. Um, I'm I'm Brad, 23 years old, and I'm now a Lufkinite. Lufkinite. I live there. (laughs) Yep. Where all we have is like what six restaurants and six restaurants one gas and, station. No, we have more gas stations than that. We have way too many gas stations for the population of this town. <laughs> it's like two or three in every intersection. <laughs> anyway, we got a target though. But so, um, tell me a little bit about your upbringing, uh, so people can understand what I'm talking about. Talk, talk, talk to us a little bit about it. Well, um, in my mind, it was fairly normal. Um, 
I grew up with my mom and my grandparents because my dad, he was in prison till I was about 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it was pretty normal, which, of course, because it's all I've known in reality. But mm-hmm. I know there's always been a, a longing, staying at friends' house, seeing they have a dad, and me kind of not wanting to leave their house when I spend the night because I'm <laughs> like, I'm, I don't know my, what my mind was chasing. I think it was that, and it just seemed happier. <laughs> to be honest, really, then, then my house. I think it's just, there's that. Not even trying to sound like a victim. That sound, that was a really nice place, nice time, mm-hmm. nice family. I wasn't abused or anything. Mm-hmm. Very nice home. Um, just kind of that absence, I guess, was right. was was there. Did you ever feel that void when you were alone, or was it only with others that you felt that void? Does that does that make sense? It does. I never really felt a void, I guess, because I guess it's all I've really known. So I got comfortable with it. But mm-hmm. once I'm with, say, a family or our friends and they talk about certain things that they did with their dad or being at sleepovers and their parents are making them dinner or, or breakfast that morning, yeah, you know, something like that. And then I go back to my normal life. And there's definitely, it's and like. And that's when you felt that void? Exactly. Yeah. And then. On the weekends, every other weekend or so, we'd go and visit my dad or whatever prison mm-hmm. or jail he was moved to. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that drive up there and drive home was like the realization. It's like, okay, this is I mean, not so, normal. So that was normal for you, right? It was. And like for me, having a family was normal. Mm. And for you, having not having a whole family was normal, Right. That was your life. You couldn't. You couldn't avoid it. You couldn't get away from it. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I guess really, what was it like living in a broken home? I mean, like, is that is that too personal of a question? No, not at all. Um, I can. That's all good. Well, I mean, what was it like? It wasn't bad, to be honest. And <coughs> I had a a good. I mean, I still have a good life. It's not like I, I died or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, things have changed, of course. But growing up in a broken home, it wasn't bad. It was sad at sometimes without the dad, mm-hmm. um, but I had my mom and my grandparents. But then when my dad got out of prison, that's when they split up, my parents. And mm-hmm. then it was just my mom and I. And honestly, she and I got to be real, like, best friends. Of course, there's the disciplinary, you know, kind of right, separation. Absolutely. Of course. But um, the good time of us kind of helping each other out, being there for each other. Mm-hmm. And I guess both growing as people. <laughs> so... So being raised by your mother, do you think that affected, because you, you're a male, obviously. Uh, do you think so. that affected how you think as a male? Like, you know, you, you look at me, I'm, I'm a lot like my dad, a lot like my dad. Um, but for you, you're raised by your mother. So mm-hmm. do you think that has any effect on how you interact, how you handle situations? Because, I mean, I'm, this is not an insult to women, but women are more emotional than mm-hmm. men are, right? Yeah, and it's definitely not... Uh, I think it, it would help men, you know, certain men, to be more in touch with their emotions. Of course, don't be flying off the handle with it. But uh, as I do, <laughs> a little hand as you do the little hand motions in the air. Um, you know, I, I do think more with my emotions sometimes. Or do you feel yeah. more in touch with your feminine? I side? do very much so. <laughs> and there was a lot of issues growing up with that because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I didn't know how to be a man. Okay. Uh, when did you think? When do you think you 
realized, okay, I need to learn how to be a man, how to work, how to, you know, put on that tool belt. And, and then that's, that, that's not necessarily what this defines a man. Let's, let's break that ice right here, right now. Yeah. Just because you can work does not mean you're a man, right? Not at all. There's other things involved in that, you know, being able to look at situations from a less emotional standpoint. I think there's emotion involved in anything. Men are not without emotion. That's that's stupid. If you believe that men don't have emotions, man, get out of here. Then you're some. <laughs> you're some. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. That's stupid. That's all it is. It is. We have different types of emotion, though. Right? We we usually it differently, anger it differently, and anger, then. frustration, and we're a lot more impatient typically. Usually, if your father was in your life more mm-hmm. than he was, how do you feel that that would affected you as a man and then really i really want to know when did you find out that you needed to act I'm not saying you were ever a wussy but you said you were raised by your mother i was and then you know you didn't know how to be a man when did you start figuring that out and how did you figure that out it was really it was middle school that was after my mom and i had moved out and i just yeah i just needed to change who I was in a sense. Cause I was like, I didn't know how to be a man. And so my first instinct was like, Oh, I need to learn all these things. And so I would YouTube so many videos of like tying ties and try to do it in the mirror and practicing <laughs> or shaving with like freaking a fake razor, something like that, you know, <laughs> trying to mimic it. I didn't even have a, a beard at that time. <laughs> There's these little things or trying to like look at car videos and act like I know what I'm, I'm looking at. Right. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, what is this? But, um, so due to the due to the lack of a presence of a father, you had to teach yourself how to, you know, the basic things usually. You know, YouTube University, learning. right? <laughs> exactly. I'd be top of the class. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's honorable, though, that you were not willing to just stick into your rut and you actually tried to learn, right? And I do believe that there's an advantage, you know, that motherly love. I believe that that's a really good trait to have. I'm mm-hmm. not saying probably a better terminology for it because a lot of people are selfish and mm-hmm. you know, my mother's love is being selfless. And I think that that's honorable. And I've seen that in some of the things you do in your life, you know, you're very selfless typically. And there's sometimes you're selfish, but who, who isn't, who isn't, <laughs> we all need to be sometimes. Yeah. I mean, who isn't, but you're willing to give up your shirt if you had to for somebody else. Shoot. Funny story. We're going to sidetrack onto a story. Last, uh, Wednesday I was, uh, I was needing a pair of pants and we just happened to be the same size. And, uh, I had ripped, I think I had ripped my pair of blue jeans. No, no, I had, I've, I gained weight. Let's be honest. I got fat. I'm losing weight now, but I, I'm, I've had, I've had struggles with it anyway. So I go over to Brad's. I was like, Brad, I need a pair of pants. And he, he said, no, no, no problem at all. And he handed me a pair of blue jeans and didn't even ask any questions about it. Well, the funny thing is he comes in and he goes, my wife laughed at me. What's wrong? Why? Why does she snicker at me? Why? And you had to bring that up. I did. Yeah. I'll get all the context. But I was like, nothing's wrong. I mean, the shirt he had on, of course, it looked like it was kind of draping over his pants. Like I think the pants were too tight for how loose the shirt was. And I was like, it looks fine. But I mean, like, I was like, if you want, you can just wear my pants. I the ones I was literally wearing. I was like, "You can have these if you want." He goes, "I was like, do you want to try them on?" He goes, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay." So we just had that little bonding moment, and we won't we won't talk about that anymore after today. No, it's already that's, out. That's it's there. out. It's yeah. out. So, um. Anyway, I had to bring it up. And- so 
Back on topic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> back on topic. You know, a mother's love is important. And I think that no one else, none of my other friends would have done that. Let's just be real here. I mean, yeah, I, makes me a little weird wearing a man's pair of pants that he's just put on. You feel like but, a real man. But they're comfortable, pants. though. I still have them. <laughs> no. And not um, yours. No. Uh, but, you know, I think you did, you did have an advantage there with, you know, being raised by your mother because she taught you selflessness. I mean, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to tell you anybody what her name is. I'm not going to do any of that. But she worked too while raising you. Mm-hmm. All right. What type of jobs did she have? Well, what did she do? For the most part, uh, when I was younger, it was all uh, grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Can we name grocery stores? I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, don't care. Uh, we live in Texas. Well, yeah. She was at Kroger for like five years. Mm-hmm. And then she um, she moved to try to work in the hospital mm-hmm. as a, uh, I forgot what it's called, but not a nurse, but some kind of assistant. I forgot what they're called. I'll have okay. to ask her. Mm-hmm. But um, some kind of, you know, working with patients and baths and all those little things like that. Not little things. LVN? Was she an LVN? Anyway. Maybe so. Something like that. <laughs> Something in the hospital that was a lot better than Kroger. Did, when... Um, and this is kind of a hard question because I don't know, you may not have been observant of this. Not just, you know, you're young. Most young people are not observant of this. But your mom worked and raised you. Mm. Did you ever see her looking tired or defeated or beat down? And that, that's as deep as I'm getting with that conversation. I, I just want to know, like. All the time, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not all the time, but ever so often I'll see her and I can just tell. Mm-hmm. Something's off, or maybe she's a little, mm-hmm. a little tired, a little upset about something, but kind of you know pushing it to the back of her mind to put me at the front or whatever mm-hmm. else that was more important. I felt like than her <laughs> than how she was feeling. Yeah. Um, Do you think yeah. that that affected who you are today? It did. Yeah. Like no, seeing that she was able to push away the tiredness and the emotions of the crappy day that she was having, and make sure that you were taken care of. Yeah. Do you think was, that affected you? In terms of made you a better person? I think so, definitely. Because I was able to, you know, all of the things you were feeling from that day, I don't remember how bad it would be, being able to push that to the side and take care of kids or other priorities or pets, you know, what what have you, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, do you have in your life to be able to protect them and make sure they're happy and not have to worry about anything. Or be like, oh, why is mommy sad? Or mm-hmm. why is, you know, all these things. Wow. I mean... But, and, you know, another question that just came to my mind is, you know, when you were being, when you were in your upbringing, were there times that you questioned it, questioned why your mom and dad were not together? Uh, did you ever blame yourself? I mean, were there moments like that in your life? All the time. Even now, sometimes I'll think about it and see if I could have done anything to, to change it. But a lot of, a lot of, uh, it's my fault. Like, I'm the reason. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, how could I have changed this? That's sad. Like, because it had nothing to do with you, though. You know, you know, that's what's the sad part. And how many other? Fam- I'm, I'm gonna go on a little rant here. How many other families do you believe that are out there that are split and they have kids, and those kids have those same thoughts, thinking it's their fault? Every single one, I think. I, that's that's not. How can that be their fault? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And unless it's a very rare circumstance, I I doubt it's ever the case. I mean. Yeah, it's sad. and But the kids take it as if it's their fault because they feel like they're the weakest link of the family, right? Wouldn't you agree? You're like the weakest, they're not the weakest, weakest link, link, but you're like the, 
you almost feel like a burden because you're relying on your parents and when you are and because now like if your one parent is struggling because they have to raise you you know of course they had probably had to fight for you in court or maybe mm-hmm. somebody was like one of the part you know, people in the party was um not able to raise you and so they automatically went to the other person mm-hmm. so now they're you're kind of a burden because you got thrown on them whenever they can probably probably barely support themselves and Wow. Having to deal with you and take you to school—that's so sad. That's wild. Mm-hmm. If, if, and of course, some circumstances obviously justify divorce, justify you know a broken marriage. Yeah, I mean they, there are circumstances, right? And I believe your parents might have been one of them, you know, because of the situation. Oh, very much so. It was a very healthy and very needed thing that needed you know, that right. needed to happen. And, and there's some others that I know as well. But yeah, divorce is not a bad thing for everything. You right. Know, in certain situations, it's needed, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's abusive or it's just bringing, taking you down a road that you don't need to go down. Mm-hmm. And the but Bible a lot of unequally yoked. <laughs> mm-hmm. But let's be real here. There's a lot of marriages that are ending because of selfish reasons. Yes. It's sad. I mean, I, I know a couple of people, I'm not going to name names, obviously, but I know a couple of people in my life that have gotten a divorce or I've seen them get or see them going through the idea of a divorce all because they quote unquote can't get along with each other when all it is is they need to learn how to not be selfish and you can see it in their lives they're not willing to admit it but you can see it and again divorce is there for a reason because I do not believe that you need to stay in an abusive household Mm-mm. I don't believe that if you're getting beat every day, no, it's not worth it. If your kid's in danger, no, it's not worth it. Same goes for the women to the males. If the male, you know, if the woman is abusing the male, and that's very possible. We all know it. I mean, I'm not going to go on. Well, I'm saying it's super fact, but I heard that even it's higher that, you know, women abusing men. But I, I, never, I never heard that, but... I'll look it up. I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not, I've, I've heard that somewhere. I mean, I don't know. It may be true. You women are psychos. Psychos. <laughs> I need to chill. Oh, that's gross, Brad. <laughs> um, where do you believe your life would have taken you if your parents were not split? I know my mom would be really in a bad place, which then would probably would have me going on the same road because my mom was not having, they were married 13 years and, and, my dad was in prison, all of them except for like the last one, and uh, or something like that. And that same year, they got divorced. And so, I'm yeah. like, and a lot of it was my dad was off his rocker mm-hmm. on drugs and getting into even worse ones mm-hmm. than what he was already on. And I feel like I'd be in the same way, to be honest. I would have never left my hometown, mm-hmm. would have gone on the same things that he was doing, or maybe even worse. Mm-hmm. Probably got somebody pregnant in like 15 or you know, some young age, something doing just bad things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that's no, that's no, true. no. It's <laughs> just facts. <laughs> it's crazy. We recently, I heard a sermon about. Uh, actually, was it was it yesterday? It was last night. Yeah, yeah, he says, "Let your what do you say? I'll let you say because you probably remember better than I do." I know this one. It said, uh, "The church did not feel pain that was not used, mm-hmm. and use that pain to minister." And I was talking to my mom literally. Uh, when, you know, it was Wednesday night when it was talked about, but mm-hmm. Wednesday morning, I was literally talking to her about testimonies and things that we go through. It's not just for nothing. You know, there's always going to be somebody who's in that same situation, you know, that you were in and you could help them. Exactly. And yeah. 
as much as we, I, I wish you had a, a very good upbringing. I think this was the best thing for you, right? Yeah, I agree. Because it's made you the man you are today. Your mom's in church. You're in church. I'm in and now church. you have, now you, you have, you're in a very awesome church. I love my church. But you are in a position now where you can, you can teach others that are in, that were, are, mm-hmm. are going through a situation just similar to yours. And you can work with them and you can relate. I can't relate to that. Mm-hmm. I can relate to certain other things. But I can't. I cannot relate to a broken marriage, a broken home. Yeah, it's funny because you the, can the things that you can't relate on, I can, and the things I can't, you you can exactly. Yeah, we work together. It's, it's, High five, yeah. Team and it's team. exactly <laughs> like he said. You know, don't let your pain. Don't just don't just push that pain to the side. Use it. Use it for the kingdom of God. And I think that's, you know, obviously, again, like I said, I think that we all wish you had a better upbringing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. Where would you? You wouldn't be where you are today, and you wouldn't be able to. T- you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, be able to connect to connect people to people. on a certain basis. And exactly. I think you know. Of course, sometimes you know, I would have wished I had a better upbringing. But at the same time, was I jealous of somebody else? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe as a kid because I didn't know any better. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm not jealous. I I had a thought and I lost it. But I'm not. You're not jealous of others because you weren't. So no. you're you're you obviously like you said your relation your relationship was your parenting was different, and you're not jealous of somebody who had like me who had a mother and a father together. Correct? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And, and you didn't. I'm not gonna be sad and like look at your life and be like, oh no, oh I wish I had that, and I don't want you to be the same way about me about like oh I yeah I, I had an experience that I'm so like <laughs> don't be jealous about like what other people experienced. Right. You know, like you're living your you own life. Through. Yeah, it's your life, your testimony, mm-hmm. your things. And God and put you there for an ex- a, a reason. God put, didn't put yeah. you here to live in, you know, someone else's footsteps in your life. Yes. Yeah. I like that. That's real good. You need to be a preacher. <laughs> it's been it's been thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to see. You know, that brings up a really interesting question. Then, what do you believe the advantages and disadvantages? Of being, oh my lord, Alec, what do you believe the disadvantages and advantages of being brought up in a home like that? You know, your upbringing being split, parents and stuff like that. Do you think there were advantages and disadvantages to both? I think growing up, there were more. I butchered that, by the way. But anyway, you're good. Yeah, basically, good and bad things, you know, that kind of turned out. Like disadvantages of growing up like that way, or what are advantages of growing up that way? Uh, disadvantages, I think, when you're a kid, there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, I feel like it's it's not always like this. But I think the disadvantages shrink, and they become more and like insignificant as you grow older. But you really big disadvantages, you know, you going to an award ceremony like you know kindergarten, first grade, and everybody's there, your whole family. Except, you know, or like everybody's there on your family, of course. But my grandparents, my mom, they'd show up. Not my dad. Well, oh, there's my, my best friend. Both his parents and his grandparents are there. Or like, you know, it's like the empty seat. And like the theater performances, choir performances, graduations. Those are the big disadvantages. And everybody's like, oh, where's your dad? I don't like, and you just got to be, you can't tell them because you're like, oh, he's in prison. Yeah. You know, it's, cause it's stupid. I mean. <laughs> It's not stupid. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. And I hate that I have to explain that because it's not my fault. Right. You know? I'm like, I didn't do anything. My mom specifically raised me to not be that way. You know, she's a little harder, but 
I'm not in prison. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not in drugs. prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but advantages, I think, growing up, is like, of course, I got to grow up at, at an early age, which sucks at the time, but, you know, you're like, when you're older, you're like, oh, man, I, you know, I matured a lot faster, and I was able to, you know, think more with my head, and, you know, be able to see through circumstances a lot easier. Or, um, when, I don't know if this correlates, but I somebody could be mean to me, mean to me, or something could happen, and, and instead of me being quickly angry at them, I'm like, oh, they're probably dealing with this. And I think, I don't know, I think it's just... I will say I've one thing from... Mercy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say one thing that I've noticed about you, and this is not an insult, you, are easy, you can easily emotionally detach from stuff, though. I know when you don't want to have a conversation or you don't want to talk about something, because I can see it in your eyes, you just... Mm-hmm. It's like the, the lights are on, but no one's home. Yeah, well, shut off. Yeah, no, I agree. I get that. And that's one thing, especially when it comes to arguing. I don't think you like to argue. I really don't. And I, mm-hmm. I don't, I've been thinking about that the last few days. I'm like, why, you know, that's actually been what I've been thinking about. I was like, man, why do I get so, I was saying, why am I, I prayed through and things last night after this message at church, but then I was still angry for some reason. I mean, God, why am I angry? Or why, you know, why do I, am I so, you know, emotional and uh, stuff like that? I don't know where that was going, but. <laughs> no, I mean, that's hard. That's a, if you're talking about spiritual things, that's a hard topic to really grasp and get your mind wrapped around because, uh, you know, we always ask God, why, why, why is he doing this to me? Why, why? I don't care if you were in a broken home or you're in a perfect relationship, your perfect family. There's always something that comes up in your life. Like, why, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's normal. And um, and I'm wondering if that's something that's maybe like I've repressed so much and because why I'm still angry, you know, why, why am I, why am I like this still? But maybe it's something I just kind of shut off. Yeah. And that's a really hard topic. But I mean, what would, when you say you're angry, let's, let's try to get down to that. What do you mean by angry? What are you angry about? You're angry. You're talking about you're, you're angry about your upbringing. Is that what you're saying? Or you're angry about the um, circumstances? Yeah. I mean, I used to deal with a lot of anger issues and I knew it was because of my upbringing. I had a lot of anger, probably more repressed now, but it was a lot. I was, I was, had a lot of trouble when I was younger trying to control it. But a lot of it was because, sadly, I was young and naive then, but I was, was partially was mad at my mom because of the whole thing. When in reality, it's, it wasn't her fault either. I'm yeah. like, she couldn't have controlled my dad. And then probably was mad at me for, probably thinking I'm the reason it's happening, you know, which. I mean, you got to think you're probably not just mad at, you're mad at the whole circumstance then you're not. It's the whole thing. And you're trying to put a, put the finger at something. Yeah. I was put the finger at myself, my mom, especially my dad Mm -hmm. and my mom. I don't think I could go through that. I really don't think I can, but you know what, Brad, like we just said earlier, again, God puts you through those situations so you can grow from those situations. Exactly. And you're, he knew that you could handle it and you can, you can come through it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you'll persevere and you'll you'll grow because of it. You know, he didn't put me through that situation because I probably wouldn't have done really well. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not a fun route, but it's definitely, it's very rewarding in a sense. But be thankful. You know what I'm saying? Like Very much so. Be thankful for the people you have in your life. Understand your past. Of course, what am I to say that? You know, you need to make that up for yourself. Yeah, you got you to gotta under, understand yourself. Understand that people, you know, they're going through so many other different things that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. And you got to have mercy when you can and you just mm-hmm. be thankful for what you got and what you didn't have to go through or what you were able to go through. 
I was talking too far away from the mic. Oh, My no, apologies, you're everybody. You're fine. I was getting I too into it. it. <laughs> I can fix it. Yeah. But uh, maybe I should be a preacher. No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're like, nah, Absolutely not. never mind. No. Um, TBC is only five, like 15 minutes. You never yeah, know. yeah. Don't, no. Just go get your minister's license. Minister's license yeah. and uh, I'm, see, you know, You know what's funny? Me, you know, we've been friends. I, I know we're getting off topic here, but me and him have been friends for a long, long time. Like eight years now. Eight years now. <laughs> and we ain't no reason we're going to separate as friends. We were tied as, or we're thick as thieves, is, I guess the proper terminology. Thick as thieves. <laughs> and um, nice. it's funny. We're total opposites, though, right? He can talk and he can improvise and do improv and be the funny guy where I'm the more serious one. I can't get in front of a stadium or to speak to save my life. I'm fine doing this podcast stuff, but even then I have no confidence in myself and I don't want to hear myself at all. Well, I think that's probably a good reason why we work out together anyway is mm-hmm. because, you know, of course, you know, what I went through, you didn't like, yeah. you know, things that I excel in, you don't, but th- definitely things that you excel and I, I, I have issues with. Yeah. And so it's a lot. I of- can write. Really well. I love writing. I yeah. used to do poetry and I don't do poetry. I like to write stories. novels, which I have two of them. I just finished. I just haven't. I'm so uncomfortable. I don't want to get rid of it. Right? I don't want to do it. I'm nervous. It's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, I've heard. They're not holy know. books, though. Holy books? No, they're not holy books. They're sci-fi's. They're not. No, no, they're not dirty. They're not like curse words. They're Game like of that. Thrones in space. Oh, God no. There's actually a. Speaking of, of that, Game, Game of Drones. Game of Drones. <laughs> There's actually a series out there that's very good. Honestly, that's like Game of Thrones in terms of like the lore being built. Not, I don't. It's not near as dirty. Called the Expanse. It's a, I think, mm-hmm. a seven or eight part uh, series. I love it. It's really good. But yeah, we're not on that topic. But I love reading. I love writing. Yeah. And I, but I cannot stand public speaking. Whereas you can handle that a lot more than I can. I handle it a lot better now. <laughs> now, part of me like wants to. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I mean, where do you? I guess this, this is really not a question that we had thought about, but where do you see yourself in a couple of years, right? You obviously made this change, and we're obviously talking about your upbringing, but now I want to kind of move it's that. Like we've got that foundation settled. Where do you see yourself through all of this and exactly. in the future? Exactly. What do you see? Hopefully me being happy still and in church. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm really excited where my life's going right now, and I can really – before you know, I saw my life kind of just going down, and I'm I'm gonna tell you, this is the first time like the past year or so, or not even past year. Oh my god, probably the past three months, four months is the first time that I actually see a future for myself. Yeah, that didn't end you know badly. Mm-hmm. And uh, take I guess take that however you will. You can <laughs> but, shout out to anybody you want. <laughs> I really could. Yeah, wink, um, a wink, wink, a wink. But, he wants to make a shout out to somebody. Someone special in his life that just came into his life. He'll probably never watch this, so it's okay. You don't have to say her name. Just say your your girlfriend. Yes, my girlfriend. She's <laughs> a very big part of that reason. Uh, and course, your awesome boss. My lovely boss, which happens to be my bestest friend in the world, <laughs> sitting across from me in this no. awesome studio. Awesome studio. And you mean the you mean a little room right in my the, house? The awesome room, uh, part of his awesome house. Literally 30 feet from my new awesomer house, <laughs> you know, with my cool with job. Your cool, cool roommate. It's my cool roommate. Naked all the time. Dude, I got, like, there's so many cool things happening. I have yeah. New new town I'm in, new house, same friends, but better bond, I think. Mm-hmm. New girlfriend, which is phenomenal person, by the way. Yeah, she's a good girl. 
makes me so happy. And every, everybody just here makes me extremely just overwhelmed with excitement. <laughs> let me let me tell you guys this. I know this is a little probably a little personal. I've been trying to get this guy to move down here for what a year? It's been at least a two year. Years. <laughs> Cuz I I was originally from the same town that he was from. Well, not originally. I moved up there for a little bit and then I moved back down here. I'm yeah. I'm from Lufkin, but you know, I didn't realize how much I appreciate the small town mentality. And not that it makes you ignorant or stupid or uh just because you live in a small town does not mean you have to be a redneck, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing against rednecks, by the way. They make or, the world go round. Or blue necks. Or blue necks. Yellow necks. Yellow necks, whoever. I don't care. Yeah. yeah we don't discriminate. Brown neck. I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> Brown nose. Brown nose. <laughs> <laughs> Living in a bigger city, life is a lot more chaotic. Very and fast-paced. On top of the fact that life is chaotic, regardless, right? And you start feeling that compound on your life, you know, Everything's more expensive in bigger cities as well. It's kind of like putting a frog in uh, water. You know, isn't that isn't it frogs where you put yeah, them in it's cold a frog, water? Yeah, and you slowly increase the temperature. Yeah, and they'll just stay there. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like it's that same compounding uh, pressure. It just keeps building. But mm-hmm. I, when I left and I moved down here, it's almost like there was a, there was this weight that lifted off my shoulders. Not that. My time there was bad. In fact, I miss a ton of people up there. There's a lot of people up in that town that I miss every day. And I've talked to you about them 100,000 times. Mm -hmm. But there is something to be said about a small town because everybody's tight-knit. Even the people, all of our neighbors, we all live, not relatively close. We live in, I wouldn't even call it an RV park. It's actually a really, really nice community that this, my landlord's made. And we know everybody here. We go and chat outside. You know, we it's you wouldn't get that anywhere else. I really don't think. I've never had it before. Of course, yeah. I've never lived anywhere. And then when the people else. you work, the people you work with, you know, you're not just a nine to five. You're a brotherhood. You're a family, and it's nice. And that is important. And I I think that's what you're trying to say, right? Like it's totally it's a total night and day shift from here to where you were. I think definitely so. Of course, you know your environment's everything, mm-hmm. uh, and how you react and. And how your emotions or how you handle yourself and your emotions and things. And mm. it's definitely a big flip from how, of course, here you may still think life is fast paced just because you're, me, it's fast paced because, you know, I'm moving into a new place and new job, new people, new new girlfriend, of course, new every, everything. And so it seems fast because it's all happening so fast. But in reality, if you compare it to where you were at, it's so slow. And it's so much more relaxed. And mm-hmm. that, everything's cheaper. <laughs> it's, def- it's very cheap, except for the gas. And oh, eggs. Yeah. eggs. <laughs> what in the world happened to eggs, man? I don't even know. You could sell that like crack cocaine. Man. I don't even think crack costs that much compared to eggs. I've never checked. <laughs> yeah, I don't check know. That. No, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to go to jail. I don't either. I really, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> so where do you see yourself? Obviously, we talked about, you know, what's happening right now. But I want to know where you see yourself in a couple of years. Obviously, you said you want us to continue to be happy. But I'm talking about like, it's like what does that mean? Where yeah. at physically? Yeah, where at? Do you see yourself? I mean, do you see yourself in your current job? Do you see yourself progressing in that job? What about your relationships? Church? I mean, let's let's start with church. Obviously, you just started going to this church. But uh, and I, we've talked about this. You want to be used at the church. I do. So what? And do you see where do you see yourself in that two three year period? I want to be that guy at church. Or really, in in general, I want to be that guy. People can say, "Hey, 
don't worry about him. He's reliable. If you work with him or like he could be used at church, he could mm-hmm. be used. He just, I mean, all rephrases, of course, I kind of messed it up, but at church, I want to be used. I want people to see me and be like, ah, oh, he's reliable. He'll get it done. He'll, you know, you'd always fall back on him if you need. And he's there to help out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as job goes, I want to be at the same company, but not the same position. Oh, yeah. Not that it's bad, but I want to shoot up the, you know, I want to have you like, will. Have seventy six certifications. Be like, oh, he's so small. He knows everything. Or you're just really dumb. And <laughs> certifications don't make you smart. But anyway, oh, I just a different topic. I want the certifications. I want that. I want to have that knowledge that comes with them, not just to the, the paper, like you said. You know, you, can get, a, you can get a diploma, and that that don't mean you, you learn nothing. Absolutely. But, uh, I want to be able to ha- have the ability to do that and have that knowledge and retain it and use it and. It's kind of to help people and help myself and relationship wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever hear this, but I'll make sure I share it to her now. Oh, thanks. That's the goal for me. Um, I've been in a lot of relationships, and this has been my favorite and healthiest one. I mean, it, it's not been that long, of course, so I don't want to sound crazy or nothing. Oh, it's only been a week. He's already thinking about marrying her. It's, I'm kidding. I'm always uh, I was talking to her for a month, and then it, it's, it'll be three weeks dating uh, this no one Monday. Needs to know that. No one needs to know that. You're good. You're good. But, yeah. It's been three years. What are you talking about? I'm, By the time she I'm, hears I'm, this, I'm it'll be three long. years. It'll be three years. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've known her for that long. But basically, she's been the, the best person I've, I've been with, you know, been dating-wise, and that's all I got to say. Uh-oh. 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 Copyright claimed. No, as long as it's not 10 seconds. But yeah, uh, that's what uh that's my goal. Well, knock on wood. It's yeah. gonna happen. Your life's gonna turn around for the best. I really do believe that. And you know what? I was has. talking to one of my oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> I was talking to one of our one of our coworkers. I was talking I was like, I don't understand it. The world is going into recession. Or that's what they're stating. They're stating that we're in an economic collapse. Mm. We're on the brink of war. But I'm seeing a lot of people finally feel happy, God fearing people. People that have tried, they may have failed, but they're trying and they want to see their self, you know, more spiritually in tune. Like, for instance, you know, you, you know, you've went all your entire life not knowing where you're going to end up, but now you finally found some solace or some, some uh, kind of purpose, some purpose. And it's like, it's like, it's exciting. And then for me, you know, I've always told myself, I want to build a legacy and something that I will be remembered for. And I'm starting to see that come to fruition with the company, with, and the company doesn't, just because you own a company does not mean you're going to build a legacy. But that's my goal for the company is to build a legacy that people remember because of our selflessness and our caring attitude and our ability mm-hmm. to get things done and do it for them at a, at a price that they can afford. You know, obviously that. But not just in business. I'm seeing my own personal life become very peaceful. And, but I'm seeing prosperity all around as well. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's blowing my mind. And it's, it's, I mean, you look at Osbury and look at all Baylor, Texas A&M, yes. all these schools, the outpourings. I wouldn't have imagined that ever happening. And I, I <laughs> when I was either. in college, we were too, we were scared to do it at that, that little chapel. You remember that chapel? Yes, I do. You remember it was like almost uncomfortable, but yeah, now people are just was. in the streets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, people are still doing it in the streets. The Holy Ghost in the streets. And I think that's absolutely crazy. And I think there's a rhyme and a reason for all this. And I'm ready to see what happens. You know, yeah. I'm ready to see what happens in your life. I'm ready to see what happens in my life, the company, and all the people around us that are growing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
big things are happening, not exactly. just to us personally, but just the world. There's mm-hmm. some big changes that are happening that are going to happen, and I'm excited. Yeah. I'm ready for it. I want to tell all of you, all you listeners, thank you. Uh, your continued support is, is <laughs> I don't even have words to explain it. It's just appreciated. I know that we don't have a very, um, you know, we're not the most professional podcast. We're not the most well-spoken podcast. But I don't want that. I want it to be just normal people talking. I don't want it read off a script. I don't need all that. I want it to be like you're sitting around, sitting at the end of this table in a chair listening to us, like as if we're sitting down on my couch talking mm-hmm. or sitting at a fire talking or wherever we may be. That's more important to me is the realism and the realistic mindset of this podcast. And I know we're not perfect, and we say things that are silly. Like, and I want to say this real quick, I messed up. I was talking about Casablanca in the last episode because, you know, we're doing movies and music now. And I said that we were a superpower right after World War One. That's a lot. That was not, I didn't mean to say it like that. We are a superpower and we were a better nation than 95% of them. That's true. But we also had a lot of problems, you know, the depression and we were coming right out of the end of the depression and all kinds of stuff. So we were not necessarily financially stable, but, you know, we were definitely needed in the war, right? Yeah, we I mean, wouldn't you agree? In World War One or two? Two. Two? Yeah. Definitely so. So We weren't even going to be involved until yeah. Japan did what they did, yeah. you know. No yeah. spoilers, but... No, no spoilers, but we won. <laughs> <laughs> we won. No. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I apologize for that. You know, and we're, we'll say stuff that doesn't necessarily make, make sense, and we'll... That's, that's normal, right? I mean, obviously, we don't want to base... Say a whole narrative about something that's false, but if we, like, mess up, say something wrong... It's okay. And yet, We're human. And most of the time, if we do make a mistake, you don't have to be, oh, everybody in the comments, oh, you messed up, you said this wrong. Because probably we already know that. Mm-hmm. We already found that out. Before I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I love reading the reviews. It's, it's so much fun. You know, most of them are, most of them are very positive. And, that's, and uh, we're, we're closing, but most of them are very positive, And I'm very appreciative of every one of you guys, even the ones that don't leave happy remarks. You know, yes, we take advice from both sides. And that's okay. That's what you need to make a good podcast. Brad, you got anything you want to say before we close this thing out? Pain you went through does not define you, but it does define how you help yourself and other people. Exactly. That's good. Hopefully that was worded correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Could Be Anything, and we will see you guys on the next one. All right? Bye-bye. Bye.